Africa, home to the most unique people in the world. A place that connects us through our customs, traditions, and even belief itself. Join Mukundi Mudao in Tribal Pursuit, a series that ventures deep into Africa to discover the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. Join the conversation every Wednesday at 10 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao top of the morning. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning in Johannesburg and the time is 5 minutes past 10. I hope you're enjoying yourself because I know you're about to enjoy the next hour at least because you're with your best friend. We are going to Uganda today. It's not Uganda. My bad. That was last week, right? We're going to Ethiopia. <laughs> ah, get your stories together, Mukundi. We're going to Ethiopia today and it's going to be fun. I'll be speaking to Batia Shmueli of the Ethiopian Jewish community and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a nice conversation. You should tune in later for that. And I'm going to have some great music for you. I have some great music. I have some great stories. And we'll talk about animals again because turns out I'm very passionate about animals. Who knew? <laughs> so that's the show for the hour. I'll be with you until just before 11. Then Mr. Dennis Prager will be with you until the rest of the day. Well, until 12 but until then i do hope you're enjoying yourself i hope you get comfortable it's gonna be a good ride and i figured it'll, it'll be a nice way to start it off today with some miriam makeba you know we're gonna start it in south africa and this is a song that i hope you enjoy just as much as i do this is quit it with miriam makeba enjoy Forget about time You create a world of your own Where the truth will never be known Well, brother, don't you know now That you're killing yourself And nobody else why don't you quit it now? Yeah, why don't you quit it now? You better quit it now. I said you better quit it now. Responsibility. You're floating in space, feeling good. Running away will never make you a man. Cause reality is gonna bring you down. Well, brother, don't you know now 
Again, I do apologize that I cannot sing and I have to subject you to that. That was quitted by the late great Miriam Makevo. What a song. What a song to tell us to quit it. But to each their own vices, right? We all have our own bad habits that I think we will all need to quit. So I do apologize to Miriam Makevo, but some of them we will not. Some of them we will not. It is 10 minutes past 10, 101.9 High FM. I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao and you're listening to Tribal Pursuit. How are you? Let me know. 34519 is our SMS line. 0618951019 is our telegram line. If you want to email me, feel free to do so. On air at highfm.com. And if you want to tweet me, you can just at highfm and I'll get to your tweet as well. Let's have a conversation. Let's have fun and let, let's have fun and let's get this party started. But before we do that, We'll be back short after, shortly after this. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao. Venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao and this is Tribal Pursuit. Top of the morning, it is 12 minutes past 12 and I hope you're enjoying your beautiful Wednesday. It's kind of chilly in Johannesburg, I hope wherever you are it is a lot warmer because you don't want to be like me. <laughs> okay, so I said I'm taking you to Ethiopia today. Yeah, and what else? I'll be talking to Batya Shmueli, she is a member of the Ethiopian Jewish community. However, she now resides in Israel. Funny enough, a lot of the Ethiopian Jewish community now resides in Israel, and there's very few of them left. They, they have a rich history, so I'll be talking to them later today. I don't want to talk about it too much because where's the fun in that? I want, I want you to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. But if you do have any questions for my interview later today, you can feel free to send them through. 34519 is our SMS line. 061895 is our telegram line. If you want to email me, you can do so on air at highfm.com. And if you want to tweet me, you can just at highfm. Even if you don't want to say anything about the interview and just want to say hi to your dear friend Mukundi, I would enjoy that. And I will wave at you wherever I am, well, which is in, <laughs> which is in studio. So that'll be a bit later today. You should stay tuned. But we still have great music and great stories, starting with the animals. I want you to forget your Jewish for a second. Just forget your Jewish talk. And let me talk to you about the animals. Remember how two weeks ago I talked about the elephants and how they plan to move 
a crazy amount of elephants. I still don't know how. And then last week I told you about the rhinos and how everybody seems to be poaching rhinos. Well, today I figured let's talk about livestock. Donkeys. Did you know? I didn't even know this. So Tanzania bans the slaughter of donkeys for their skins. Why do you need donkey skin? But turns out it's a, it's a business. It's a big deal. Killing donkeys to, prof to profit from their skins is now prohibited in Tanzania as the Minister for Livestock and Fisheries voices concerns about the country's donkey population being wiped out due to the global demand for Ejiao. Is that Ejiao? Ejiao? E-J-I-A-O. Say it how you will. <laughs> Say it how you will. So it's a big practice and slaughtering donkeys for the skin trade has been banned in Tanzania. The East African nation joins multiple other countries that have, been pro that have prohibited the slaughter of donkeys and or the export of their skins, including Ghana, Benin, and Nigeria. Yeah, but what do they do with the donkeys? Why would you want to kill a donkey? How are you going to move your stuff around? Or how are the, you know, less fortunate going to move their stuff around? Because that's how they move around. So now you literally what removing the paint on your car <laughs> that is that is pretty sad though and i hope that donkeys are doing okay and this is something that i meant to tell you last week it just slipped my mind i find it really cool i find it really cool this is about google google translate is adding 10 new african languages to their platform i find that really awesome whenever there's an african language on google translate i feel like yes we are making it you know, <laughs> we're moving forward as, as the people of Africa because really Google Translate should just be called either you're European or American. Well, South American because North America only speaks one language. But if you're European or South American, then our platform is for you. They got everything from Spanish to Portuguese. I'm glad that they're adding a few languages. Ten of the new editions are in Africa, including Lingala, which is from the Democratic Republic of Congo. Tui. I like that. Tweet, T-W-I, which is from Ghana, and Tigrinya, which is from Eritrea. So how about that? We are getting a few new languages. That is pretty cool. I like the fact that they're including a lot more African countries in Google Translate, because I feel like most of the time you really just used it if you want to, you know, you find out what that person in your telenovela said and sure it's helped me with my Afrikaans homework but Afrikaans is a pretty big language I like that the smaller African languages that are being focused on like tweet <laughs> I just wanted an excuse to say tweet <laughs> it is 17 minutes past 10 and those are the two cool stories that I had for you and I figured let's balance it out let's balance out the good the 10 new languages with the bad the donkeys so let's keep the donkeys in mind, along with the rhinos, and we will have a good time. 101.9 High FM, I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. This is Tribal Pursuit. If you have just joined me, you did not miss the interview. I'll be I'll be interviewing Batya Shmueli of the Ethiopian Jewish community a lot later today. And we will be talking about their history, about their way of life, and about them living in Israel, because a huge number of them does live in Israel. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. Oh my God. 
Senje. Hello, hello, hello. I don't, I know, I know. Forgive me. It's just such a beautiful song. That was Saudi Soul straight from Kenya with Susanna. Susanna, if you get to hear the song, somebody loves you and please come back home. Taking a look at your messages, Gail says, Good morning, dear friend. Hey, friend. <laughs> Looking forward to your lovely program. Thank you. And I hope you are having a good time. I hope you're enjoying yourself thus far. Now, it's probably my second favorite part of the day. And I have to bestow some wisdom upon you. Yes, yes, yes. It is time for our African proverb of the day. And today's one is pretty cool. Listen to this. When there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do you no harm. Let's just pause. Let's just pause. That's beautiful, isn't it? That's beautiful. When there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do you no harm. Which means when you refuse to allow any doubts in your mind, then no doubts from others will ever cloud your judgment. For me, that just sounds like inner peace. You know, once you're comfortable and okay with yourself, and once you love yourself to the point where nobody's opinion of you matters, then everything is right in the world. No harm can come your way because nobody can do you no harm, right? That's how, that's how I see it. Let me know how you view it. When there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do no harm. It is 24 minutes past 10 and it is almost time for my conversation with a friend of the show. Batya Shmueli, she's a member of the Ethiopian Jewish community and she will be telling me everything that I need to know about them. However, we do have to take a minute or so just to get our thoughts before we do that. We'll be back straight after this. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. If you have just joined me, where have you been? What took you so long? But I'm not angry at you. Class is in session. What does that mean? We're about to talk to a friend of the show. Today we're talking to Batya Shmueli. She is a member of the Ethiopian Jewish community. However, she now resides in Israel. Welcome to the show, Batya. How are you? Hello, good morning. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet good you. Good to be here. Good to have you. Thanks. Good to have you. Glad you could make the time Thanks. out of your day. Now, it's only natural to think of a white person when you think of a Jewish person. However, a few months ago, I came across a picture of an IDF officer, and this man was clearly Ethiopian and black, which led to me thinking, are there more people like him? Now, from that question, I then discovered the Ethiopian Jewish community, otherwise known as the Better Israel. Could you please give me a brief history about your community and just tell me a bit more about yourselves? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that a lot of time thing is the whole the Jewish, they are Ashkenazi white people. They are not. We are actually from 106 different countries, who, Jewish wow. people back and from Yemen, Iraq and Russia and Ukraine, Brazil, France and like really very diversity. Just worldwide. Uh, we as a, sorry. Just worldwide. Yeah, very diversity. And we as Ethiopian Jewish, we lived in Africa about 2,500 years. And Ethiopian, the, the majority of the Jewish lived in the North Ethiopia. And we following the, the Bible, all the traditional that we have, it's from the first temple. Like everything like we had, all the traditional actually, it's really thousands year of traditional and um, and we even thinking we are the last tribes of the Jewish people. We didn't know there is other Jew around the world. 
Uh, We're not thinking that people surviving, you know, the whole this journey. Uh-huh. And this is why we, uh, majority of the Jewish people living in the north, far away f- from a um, very challenging area to keep their, the Jewish identity, the Jewish value and the, the you know, to, and the dream always. It's one day we know that we're going to back home to Jerusalem. Mm. And I found out that a fair number of the community now lives in Israel. Yeah. So uh, we came to Israel 1991, 13 years ago. Ah. The first Aliyah, actually, the my hero, my role model, in 1980, about 12,000 Ethiopian Jews mm. decide they are not waiting anymore. Like our father, they did the Yetziat Mitzrayim, the accidents, they have to walk to Israel. So they left Ethiopia because it's not illegal to leave the land of Ethiopia for the Jewish. Mm. So they just run away from Ethiopia. They walk to Sudan to come home. And Mm. unfortunately, not everybody is surviving. About 4,000 of them, they die in this journey. It was really tough journey until they came to the refugee center in Sudan. And then the state of Israel make amazing op- operation and to save 8,000 Ethiopian Jews. Yeah, so 8, for me, they are my hero. Wow. And wow. how was it living in Ethiopia at a time where practicing Judaism was frowned upon? It was not easy. And I said the, more, the, the most challenge for the Jewish people, it was in the north. Mm. Uh, they call us in different names, Falashits, meaning stranger, and sometimes even call us Kaila. They believe we, by our energy as a Jew, we kill kids. And um, not everybody, but was a lot of challenge to stay there. Mm. But we know that one day we will back home and we have the Bible and we see the promise of Hashem all the time, you know, Mm. and we know how the Jewish people go out from Egypt and we know that's going to be happened to us. This is what we really, and also we don't have any relationship with the other Jew around the world, you know, Mm. any support. And um, when you strong, really believe and trust Hashem, and uh, and then one day in the 80s they said okay it's not enough to just to believe we have to be like be active do something that come to jerusalem so they they start this journey to come home in the end it's worked you know even four thousand people we lost Mm. but the eight thousand of them they finally get home and with the help of state of israel people from israel risk their life coming to the desert in Sudan and saved 8,000 Ethiopian Jews. And it's, it's a, a very exciting, you know. And this is who we are as a Jewish. You know, we always take care of each other. Take Never mind take where I'm coming from, what is your culture. And the end, it will be there for you. So, and this is why in the end I'm coming to the Shlichut. I want to, go, want to give back to my people. And this is why we left our life in Israel, your community, you take out the kids, two of them teenagers, and you left your job and a very comfortable life. 
and you decide to come to my people in South Africa. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's, it's a beautiful community and with deep roots and strong Jewish value. And um, yeah. Uh, helping people the same way you were helped. Is that where it came from? Yeah, it's close to circle. For me to back to Africa as a woman, Israeli, a Jew, brown, whatever they you call it, all the different identity to come back to here and to support my people and my husband and me like day and night. This is what we did to give back. Mm. This is Travel Pursuit on 101.9 High FM. I'm speaking to Batya Shmueli today of the Ethiopian Jewish community. So, Batya, tell me, how is the integration into Israeli society coming from Ethiopia to Israel? Wow, it was long journey. It's huge gap. What your parents thinking, what is Israel and the, the time of the Bible, you know, they're talking about Israel of the Bible. Mm. And Israel of today, it's still amazing con- country. It's no question about that mm-hmm. with the whole the challenge. But it's modern. It's, and we're coming from village life, the majority of the Ethiopian Jew. Mm. And also, we didn't know there is white people, white Jewish. We're thinking all of us, all the Jewish on, in our color, you know, black Jewish. <laughs> the, so it was very good surprise. And shocking culture, and Israel—it's a country with a lot of opportunity. And we—I came to the age of 11 years old without Hebrew. I don't speak Hebrew, and uh, my parents, uh, my father—he very old. He like 81 years old. He, mm. And you need to now to to open new page in your life. And I, we were we was very lucky because we have great teachers and counselors by Israeli government. Everything was organized for house for our parents and budget and everything, you know, Mm. of course the gap was there language, mentality and culture. You need to know not to walk. You need to run, running, you know, otherwise you stay behind. Mm. And a lot of young people like me, we make decision that we, after one year, two years in Israel, we want to be Israeli. We don't care anymore about our past. Mm. I don't want to be Ethiopian Jew. I want to be Israeli Jew. You know, it's like, so for our parents, it's kind of, they lost in the way they are kids mm. because we stopped speaking even the language. And because mm-hmm. we adopt now the Hebrew language uh-huh. and we change our style. And it was really not always easy for the parents mm. because we get all the chutzpah of Israeli. And remember that uh, uh, when I become teenagers and like, I'm sure this is the way, you know, I changed totally my style and I don't keep any more Shabbats and I don't, I don't want to be belonging to the, this is I called in that time, mm. the primitive culture. I want to be murdered. You know, oh. it's like the world belonging to the young generation, you know? The young generation, uh, exactly. Yeah, so it's it takes time. And um, I think, one, I joined an army. I served in an army, in the Navy SEAL, support of the fighters. Mm. This is, was the first time I feel that I'm 100% I'm Israeli. I'm proud to be Israeli. And when you go to serving in the army, nobody cares where, where, where are you from. You are Jew, like you are 
black, white, uh, you know, you have the several form, you are coming from wealthy family or poor. It's something very, very strong experience. Sort of like a sense of, of belonging. Unity. Sorry? Oh, I was saying it gives you a sense of belonging as well. Belonging and unity and very proud. You just want to give back to your country and you're crazy about your country and uh, you want to, pro- you know, protect and then to give your, the, even to risk your life mm. in some way. I'm not, I was not in this position, but because you understand suddenly the age of 18 years old, what happened to us when we don't have state, mm. you know, mm. uh, the Holocaust, six million murder by Nazism and what happened to us when we don't have the state views us. And, and now we understand we have this gold. It's called home. Finally, we back home. And now you need to do your 100% to give the, the state. And for me, it's, it's, it was everywhere. Like everywhere that I go in, so many people support me. And, and I will just want to also give back. You know, it's all the time, it's in your mind. Uh, and you don't want to be part of for the weakness or needy. I'm not needy. Mm. I have everything that I need to give. And um, yeah, so this is about my experience. But in the end, after you're doing the long journey, even you go far away from your identity as a Ethiopian Jew, mm-hmm. and the end after the army, the majority of us we back to our roots. We even in a way we cry about the generation of our parents, like this hero, these amazing people, do everything to make sure that the next generation back home, of course, with partnership with God, with Hashem, mm. that you know Hashem promised to the Jewish people. In the Bible, mm-hmm. and the t- I thanks, I thank you and the wings and the eagle. And in 1991, November 1991, to see how what Hashem promised to the Jewish people, it's happened actually we fly with huge birds to Eretz Israel, <laughs> promised land. And you landing in Jerusalem and you see this beautiful and crazy country and um, so after you doing your whole the problems and everything, and this is after the army, the majority, we wake up and mm. we, re- we understand that our parents, they did everything for us. And now this is our turn, not only for our community, to the state of Israel. Mm. So we work very hard, of course, because you have gap you need to work much more hard to close mm-hmm. gap. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, I don't have, I don't remember that I have free time, you know, like always I, I was very busy. Mm. And um, because I don't have any excuse to be in the middle, I have to be part of the best people in Israel, you know, mm-hmm. and to give back to my community, to Hashem, that he give us this wonderful life. And to be the best ambassador, to try every day, you know, to make decisions. And I'm not trying to show you like perfect picture, everything was good. No, the challenge was there, mm. you know. But always, Hashem give us the choice. 
You're listening to Tribal Pursuit on 101.9 High FM. I'm your dear friend Mukundi Modal and I'm talking to Batia Shmueli. She's a member of the Ethiopian Jewish community and we are talking about them today. Unfortunately, we do have to take a couple minutes just to stretch our legs. We'll be back straight after this. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. Looking at me through my computer screen is a friend of the show, Batia Shmueli. She's a member of the Ethiopian Jewish community, and we are talking about them today. If you have any questions that you feel you want to ask her, I will not stop you. 34519 is our SMS line. 0618951019 is our Telegram line. If you want to email me, you can freely do so on air at highfm.com. And if you're on Twitter and you don't want to switch apps, I get it. You can just at highfm and we'll get to your questions. So, back to our regularly scheduled programming. But yeah, you mentioned that there were challenges moving to Israel as Ethiopians. And you said there was the culture and the, the language barrier. But what, was, what would you say was the biggest challenge that you experienced in Israel? The most challenge, we coming from, I, I think, the Ethiopian Jewish community speaking the heart of language of the heart. Mm. We are very sensitive. We are very, not sensitive. It's like we don't know politics. We don't know to be manipulative. We don't know how to... Like we are very honest people mm. and very sensitive. Mm. And when you love, you love like your full heart. Mm. So I think we take it personally a lot of time. If you say something about Israel, it's like it's very painful. It's like that's my home that you're speaking about. So please be respectful. Yeah, it's it's um, one time I will give you example. Please. My big lessons for my father. One time I I heard some, somebody say something about Ethiopian people. Really, the majority, they welcome you, love you, and help you. And in like, I have a lot of examples. But once a while, you will meet some people judge you without to know, to know you. Mm, mm. And I was so upset. I was a teenager and back to my home. And then they're like, I speaking and, and they speaking the language of they. Mm. You know, and my father stopped me and he said, listen, first of all, you need to recognize where are you? You are on the promised land, the promised land that God give to your fathers, Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov. And Hashem said, we will come time. The Jews need to leave the country. But he promised to the fathers. He said, the death of Israel she will never give her food to others mm. until her kids back home to Israel. And now you have to open your eye and to see what Hashem promised, what God promised to the people of Jewish people, finally the kids back home. Mm. Of course, you will find here and there, he said in this world, not smart people. People who judge without understanding the deep and the secret of the Torah and the language of Hashem, you know, you will meet. But you have to open your eye and to make decision every single day to make your the best. And I think maybe this is the a lot of 
young people, Israeli Jewish from Ethiopia, we work very hard to make sure not to stay with the excuse where's the negative or not good things happen. And the, of course, still a lot of my community, not a lot, but there is still challenge. Sometimes with the police, the, sometimes you don't, you put somebody in not in good position and they can use his power to, to use it a negative way. There is challenge. We have long journey still, mm. but we have to open our eye to see also in the 13 years after we landing in Israel, after we back Israel, even we coming from the third world, mm. you can see today in Israeli young Jewish people, Ethiopian Jew like me, mm. they are everywhere. The Knesset members, doctors, judge, education, like everywhere. Everywhere, you know? because if you've been and there this since, is, yeah, and if you've been there since 1992, there's people that are now born and raised there. There's Ethiopian Jews that are Ethiopian Jews by name, but by culture and everything are Israeli. Yeah, it's it's um, and again, I am not try to present like the life. It's perfect and it's everything. And challenge, there is challenge. There is a complicate. There is still. We as a young people, we need to continue to be a role model for the those. Mm. Our community still living in not in a strong area and still struggle sometimes with the police. And, you know, there is a lot of things to do. Mm. But you can change only if you come with belief. Mm. If you come with positive. If you really coming from the place that I can change for to make it better. This is Tribal Pursuit on 101.9 High FM. I'm your dear friend Mokundi Mudao, and I'm talking to Batya Shmueli of the Ethiopian Jewish community. So, I found out that there's still a fair number of you living in Ethiopia. Why did they choose to stay behind as opposed to going to Israel with the rest of the community? Okay, so just a little bit. I'll explain. It was time in Ethiopia was a lot of pressure on the Jewish people to convert to Christianity. Mm. It was big fights, a lot of time, and in like hundreds here. Mm. And it was a group of Jewish people who convert to Christianity, but they keep some traditional from the Jewish world. Mm. And what happened to them, you, sometimes they call them felashim. Felashmura. Felashmura, it's meaning it's Falashi who become Christianity. And what happened to those group? We as the Jewish people, we tell them, you are not part of us. You convert to Christianity. That's it. Mm. And the, those community of Christianity, they tell them you are still Jewish. So they was stuck. And they, they, they don't belong to anyone. And they keep some traditional, and the end with good people, Jewish people from US and also Israel, start some activity to support them. And they need to convert to Judaism again. And finally, finally, this operation start a few years ago. And the, finally, in this uh, um, the last few months, they're doing everything to make sure to bring back them Home. There is now, I think, about 3,000, le- the last Jewish. Like, we call them the last of Jew. Like, um, I, I, we don't like to call them 
פלשמורה, it's like it's the way that they abuse them, so we call them שארית יהודי אתיופיה, and thank God they come to Israel, they convert to Judaism again, they're learning, and they back, and they're great people, they are really great people. Some of their family, even they come to Israel 10 years ago, and then the, the mothers stay behind. Sometimes the mother coming, the, her kids stay there. So thank God this, uh, um, the last few governments decide to bring them home back. So uh, this is the last uh, Jew so uh, in Ethiopia. So in, in, in a few years, there won't be any, any Jewish people left no. in Ethiopia. I see. No. You actually... Uh, answered... Business people, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, there is a, like a Israeli, a Ethiopian Jew who make the business between Ethiopia and they're doing great job. The, the relationship, and the, by the way, about relationship about Ethiopia, it's very important to me, not hold the Ethiopia attacked and abused. It, it, it's not at all. Even in the South, you don't know this. They don't know this language, mm. you know, and uh, we, we live, a lot of them, they live in peace way, but in the north, by some area, they know that all the racism to the Jewish people. Oh. Uh, so it's not all Ethiopia. Even if I think the king of uh, Ethiopia, Elisilasia, he's been in Israel, Israel support, like the, there is good relationship between Ethiopia and Israel today. And uh, The Ethiopian culture by themselves, it's like very authentic, very special uh, culture. Yeah, so it's very, uh, to be clear, it's not all Ethiopia. It's uh, not at all. <laughs> they are, even some of them, like, you know, they so respect the, um, the Jewish culture and they love and then they, so, yeah. So what's the difference between the Judaism that the Ethiopian Jews practice and Orthodox Judaism? Because I read that there's a bit of a difference, especially with the older generation. So the, the Ethiopian Jewish people, originally, we are from tribes of Dan. Mm. And after the first temple fall down, we go to Egypt, from Egypt to Yemen, and from Yemen to Habash, to Ethiopia. Mm. This is how... So all the traditional that we have in Ethiopian Jewish culture is from the first temple. Oh. And how you know this uh, traditional, it's really long time ago, they don't, they don't have a connection with other Jew. For example, my community, they don't know what is Hanukkah and Purim. It is those two holidays. It's not from the Bible. It's come after. Mm. And um, when we... When the woman, she had birds, boys, it's 14 days, she left her house and she living in different house alone. And until she go after 14 days, 44-0, she go to the mikveh and then she back. If it's girl, it's for 80 days. All the community raised all the family, supported the family. 80 days, the women are like, everything that we have, it's really like, very very like from the first temple like this is how the in shabbat so all the traditional in ethiopian culture it's like very very how do you say attention like it's very um ancient thousands years yeah oh. and this is why even sometimes like like what you don't know what say uh, sidu sidu like the 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 book that you pray like how to 
no, the, the, that time was not Sidurim, like, like the those holidays, like this is one of the examples to show how was the, and until today, my community, like my, our generation of my, my parents, they don't eat food, it's not cold, because they cook it on Friday, and Saturday, they don't believe the solution of the modern life, that you can warm your food, you know, like they are very scared not to keep the, the Torah. But we as a young generation, we we keep we, we behaving like everyone. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Batya, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk to us. That was Batya Shmueli of the Ethiopian Jewish community. And she was telling us about their history and their way of life. I'll be back with you shortly to say my goodbyes. This is 101.9 High FM and you're listening to Tribal Pursuit. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao. Venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao and this is Tribal Pursuit. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Batya Shmueli. She's now a friend of the show. Well, she always was, but it's official now. We talked. You heard her. (laughs) It's 10.55, unfortunately. It is time for me to say my goodbyes. I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Oh, before I forget, I've been meaning to say this for the past two weeks and I always forget. If If by chance you missed today's episode, you need not worry. You can catch it on the High FM website as the podcast later today. Finally did it. I've been meaning to say that for two weeks and it always slips my mind and I always beat myself up after. Not today. 10 points for me. Anyway, 10.55, I have to love and leave you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you didn't, tune in again next week. I bet I can change your mind. But that'll be that'll be seven days from now. I do not leave you alone. As always, I leave you in the safe, warm and responsible hands of Burna Boy saying, Wait teen mango do. What is man gonna do? Until... Wait, next week, yeah. Until next week, Wednesday, as always, enjoy the rest of your day.